Greetings, everyone. This is Eric Lundberg with the Courageous Truth Podcast. Today is May 30th, Sunday. Very excited to sit down and have a conversation with my good friend and conservative young voice, Anthony Grazley. I just want to make a disclaimer that I have had horrible allergies reacting to the cottonwood on my property. If you hear any coughing in the background, that's just me. I apologize and hope it does not distract from this very important conversation and vital content of this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am your host, Eric Lundberg. I am a proud pastor, a proud parent, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Here at the Courageous Truth Podcast, we strive to live courageously through the lens of scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Tune in today for your dose of Courageous Truth. Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend a little bit of time with me today. If you have not turned in, tuned in to our book review series, please check them out. I'm dropping them every Wednesday for the next six weeks. Last week, I reviewed Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher, one of the most important books, I believe, out right now. And as always, subscribe, like, share this content with your friends and family as we continue to grow this platform and take a courageous stand for the truth. Today, I'm very excited to welcome my good friend, Anthony Grazley, to the show. Anthony, how are you doing, buddy? Thank you so much. I'm doing great today, Eric. And uh, I'm really excited to actually use this as a platform to sort, of, to sort of share ideas that are really important and that we need to hear now more than ever. I think these are ideas we should have heard about 50 years ago, but it's a little too late now. Yeah. So we've got to kick it into high gear. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. I've known Anthony for about 10 years, and I really, I've, I've honestly, I've been very impressed with how he has grown up in a secular culture and kept his conservative values. And I believe at the Courageous Truth Podcast, we need to make more and more room for young up-and-coming leaders and young conservative voices to help shape the next generation's biblical worldview. So let me ask you a question, Anthony. As a young conservative, what pressure do you feel or do you feel your generation is under to compromise your conservative Christian values? So to start with that, I think we have to start with what the world wants us to do. And I think what they want us to be fundamentally is leftist, narcissistic, popular, and nihilist. So with those four things, you're combating a really hard oppressive force where people will not, uh, how do I say this, surrender these ideas like we shouldn't be surrendering our ideas with Christ. So with narcissism, notice that every single, you can tell what every left-wing social media page looks like. The first thing they look for is, BLM, ACAB, all of these different things. They look for your pronouns. They look for things about you, and they, they want to project everything and be it about themselves. Look at, the, at any leftist tweet. I can't believe this. It's immoral that this. I can't believe that. Notice the I and the narcissism when you talk, with, when you talk to these people. Another thing is uh, popularity. Obviously, the left is... Uh, a pool of piranha plants, where if you're, or per, not piranha plants, not Mario, piranha fish, piranha fish, get that out of my head, uh, where if you're anything foreign, they will devour you, and they will even devour each other over the slightest sign of weakness, and it shows. 
And of course, obviously, nihilism, one of the original founding ideas of Marxism is to just destroy the idea of God, destroy the idea of family. And that's for any religion, you know, that's for any family unit. The idea is to destroy that, to make government God. Quite literally, that's what Marx said. Yeah, I appreciate your, your definitely you have done a lot of study and you have really pressed into what culture is trying to push against you. But now kind of piggybacking on that, what role do you feel like faith plays in shaping, and especially against all the things that you just talked about, what role does your faith play in sharing your, in shaping, excuse me, your political and your worldview? So uh, in my notes, I have a little equation. It's faith equals morality and morality equals opinions. And just like the leftist I was talking about earlier, our faith come, everything comes from our faith and what we believe. That's where we get our morals. The problem is they've made their faith to be, to be uh, government, to be tolerance, to be the continuation of their ideas. And if we have faith, if we have that kind of dogma that they do, and we are, derive our morals from that, derive your morals solely from God, not from thought, not from reason, you derive it from God, you will have the political opinions that we have here. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's the logical extent. I, that, that's a great per- perspective. Now, what would you say personally? Obviously, you've given this a lot of thought and you have really taken a hard look at culture, and this isn't on the notes, but what, what has really helped turn the alarm on in you? Just, you're, I mean, you're just now 20 years old, I believe. Um, what has really turned on the alarm in your, in your heart and in your soul to really look out for these things and then build a strong case against them? Well, see, I got caught like a deer in, in headlights, right? I realized that I'm doing all of these things. Maybe I was still a conservative, but I was behaving mentally like a leftist. I was unironically nihilistic. And you go through this and you see, this is not a good way to live. I was unhappy. I was unfit. I, w- I was all these awful things. I was addicted to many different things, not, not anything substance-wise, you know, just behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. And I had a sort of a wake-up call, and I realized I'm in the real world now, and the world is falling apart. And either we can start fixing it now, because we're not going to get it done in a day, but we either get it started now, and we finish it as soon as possible, or there's no chance. They've had decades and decades of just building on the social concepts, controlling language, controlling bureaucracy, all of this building up to here. And now this is, this is their turning point. This is the climax. This is where they either win or we pull something out of our butts and we figure this out. What challenges, Anthony, do you believe that conservatives are facing right now as the secular humanism like you're talking about? It's really infiltrating the entire culture, uh, the entire landscape of social media, all these different influences. Conservative values are being pushed to the side. We're facing actual censorship, especially of godly conservative morals. What do, you, what do you feel is our biggest challenge? Where do we need to be focusing our energy on pushing back? The energy at which to put back, push back is you push back through God and you, through family. They've had decades. They've been playing the long game, and we need to start playing the long game. If you're young, start, start having kids it's, and start raising them right. They're, you can't trust anyone else these days. Get them off social media. Get them as far away from porn as you humanly can. And we'll touch on, I'll touch on that a little bit later. But what we need to do is we need to start playing the long game and we need to start praying for a miracle now. Mm-hmm. Because those are, those are, these people are still souls. These are still God's children. 
and we need to start praying for them now. But more than that, we need to prepare for the event that maybe there isn't a miracle. Maybe this is part of the plan. And we need to start acting like this is part of the plan. Now, to all my listeners, I, I want you to understand something. You can tell that Anthony has really thought this through. He's really taken a hard look at culture. He's taken a hard look at politics and just, you know, local and federal and just how morality has really worked its way through all of these things. And we're seeing morality being switched. And that's what he's touching on. And I want to give all my listeners hope that there are many young men and women like Anthony that have developed this worldview. So let me ask you this, Anthony. When you look back at your life, you look back at your, your upbringing, what was it that helped you shape kind of the, the moral stances and political stances that you're taking right now? Obviously, you know, starting, starting off, I was raised in the church. Thank goodness I was raised in the church. I had wonderful parents growing up. But more importantly for shaping that, you realize, when the world hits you, you start to realize, this person is much stronger than me. You realize that the way I am right now, I've been living under this person's commands my entire life because I thought that's what I wanted. I was living in the perfect prison cell, essentially. And I think that's the turning point that can change, that can change anybody. You know, even if you're, you can be a lukewarm conservative, you can be a hardcore conservative, you can be a hardcore liberal. And as soon as you get that punch, you realize, oh man, this is a lot worse than I thought it was. Uh, the things I thought were great are awful. I'm starting to realize that now. And I think that can happen to anybody, and that's certainly what happened to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I want you to, as a young conservative, here's what I want you to do. I want you to define, when you, when you speak about the left, okay, this is not just an American label. This is a label that, you know, obviously was used in the Soviet Union, used in other uh, nations with totalitarian control. But when you say left, please define what you mean by that as a young conservative. By left, I mean people who fundamentally disagree with our ideas of, of God and conservatism and family. Like I was talking about earlier with Marx, they believe in the deterioration of family. If you spend any time with any of these people, you'll know they don't care about family values. They don't care about families. All they want to do is just have a, a life at which they can indulge in what they want, be that frivolous sex or you know consumerism, fast food all the time. It, it shows, and it's a difference in, basically, is one person lives for themselves, the other lives for others, others-minded, and mindful of oneself at the same time. Mm -hmm. They claim to be empathetic, but they're living for themselves. They live for that gratification of, being on the right side of history, yeah. all of this, it's, it's ultimately narcissistic and nihilistic because what, I mean, if you be, don't believe in a God, you have to believe in some sort of legacy. So you have to carve it out now and create your impact. And that's why these people are so desperate to get onto every little trend. Maybe they'll be remembered. We hope you're enjoying this interview with my good friend, Anthony Grazley. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. This is just a reminder to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate your support here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Your subscription helps me to know how to create greater content and better serve you, my listener. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button right now.
Let me ask you this too, as a, as a up and coming leader, what role do you feel like the church has to play in all of this? I mean, when you say, when we were talking a little bit about the left, I mean, it's hypocrisy at its finest. It's glorified hypocrisy is what it is. It's disguised as righteousness. What role do you feel the church has to play in turning the tide? You know, I think the church has a role to play that it really hasn't been playing for a very long time. And that is to tell people the truth. That is to tell people that we don't, we don't really care that, you know, what you want. This is what you need. You need God. You need all these things. I don't care if you want to do this. You have to do this. It's the role of almost a parent or a coach, maybe. It's guiding people forward in the way that they need to be in order to create a productive society, a godly society, a society where people are happy. Young men, have you noticed? Women are getting worse in our, in our age demographic. I don't mean that in, in terms of, <laughs> oh man, I'm going to get canceled for that one. But um, like you notice it's getting worse. This, uh, this hot girl summer movement, is, which is basically just... Uh, you know, hookup culture at its logical extreme. And, you know, you, it's, it's only going to get worse from here, guys. It's only going to get worse. So you better raise your daughters to not be like this. Imagine being like a hot girl summer's dad. I do not want that, and I doubt any of you want that. And maybe you're, you're a, uh, an older listener. I, I, he's, he's, he's referring to pop culture. There, I'm not quite sure exactly what it means. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. I don't want my daughter to be that way. But let me throw this at you, Anthony. Um, what encouragement would you have for young students, especially in public schools, how to build up safeguards and hold on to their values, especially now when we're seeing things like critical race theory, extremist sexual indoctrination labeled as health come through our public schools? What encouragement would you give them to hold on to their to their values and to their faith. Notice at the end, I, when, I, when I was in high school, I always liked to picture these people who were extremely left-wing and were doing radically altering things to their body and just imagining what would happen in 60 years. You know, the Greeks had something called the, the physi- physiognomy. It's where uh, it was this idea where ugly people represented ugly ideas, where your internal beauty would be represented through your external beauty. And if you look at Hollywood, you can clearly tell that that's not true. But I like to think that that idea applies to me. So you can apply something superficial and external into your internal life. So maybe that'll help. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, stick to your guns. Even stay quiet, maybe, about it. Or not. If If you're not, I appreciate you if you're strong. But if you think you're a little weak, get a group of people together. Like-minded people improve yourselves, build upon yourselves, and make sure that everybody has the understanding idea that this is going to crap, and either we can ride the tide or we can sink. Talk to me about your reading regimen. Like, what, where, where do you turn for information? Where do you turn for news? Where do you turn for current events? What, what, what's in your ear, and, and what's helping you kind of pick out the truth from the lies? So, in terms of current events, I have a group of people, the like-minded people that I previously just represented, that I previously just talked about. I have those guys, they're telling me everything all the time. And in terms of this ideological uh, nuance, what I like to do is read old literature. I read the Communist Manifesto. 
which I read Mein Kampf, which was mm-hmm. both were awful experiences <laughs> that I don't recommend mm-hmm. unless you really want to get in on this. And in the meantime, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're watching, always watching, and you want to make sure, is this right? Pray about it as well. Read your Bible. Always read your Bible. And go forth. Try Jordan Peterson if you're a young man, definitely. He's obviously shaping the future of young men. Go on YouTube. There's a lot of people on YouTube who will tell you exactly what I'm telling you, except probably better. You know, and there's, there's a lot of people out there would, 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 would listen to what you're saying and say, you know what, Anthony, you're just an alarmist. You know, a lot of this totalitarian type language that you're using, it's, it's, you know, it really can't happen here. Uh, there's not, no proof of that, you know, and, you know, there's just, we're just progressing as people. We're becoming more caring or more selfless and a lot of those words like that. What would you say to them in a gracious manner or ungracious to allow them to wake up and really just kind of get a sense of the, the actual attack that's happening here in America against conservative values, which, and when I say conservative, I mean biblical values. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for example, uh, my generation has the highest rate of anxiety, depression, and many other mental illnesses of any time at any point in history. We have a lower life expectancy. Do you see all of these things? And do you see, this is a healthy generation. This is what we want to see going forward. Is that what you really want? Did George Washington cross the Delaware just so your daughter could have an OnlyFans account? Really? If you see all of this and you think to yourself, this is great. This is what we're going for. I Honestly, I'm going to be real. There's a, there's a cognitive dissonance level. That, that, that if you think this is okay, if you think this is normal. Let me ask you this question. This isn't unscripted, but obviously we're seeing a push for critical race theory, which comes from critical theory. Maybe take a minute or so and just talk about some of the dangers that are in that kind of uh, uh, education format and a lot of the ideologies behind it what's the big alarm for you uh when when you hear those things being pushed in our schools and for our teachers uh trainings different things like that obviously pushing for any sort of critical theory like this is very representative of early brainwashing in the world war ii era in the 20th century obviously that's a huge concern it's pushing for these ideas that are also anti-family anti-god all of these things, and they're, it's ultimate, it could be a slippery slope, and even then, it'll create a lot of racists, it'll create a lot of awful people, because let me tell you, going through public school, even myself, without critical race theory, I couldn't pay attention to a single thing, because I just felt like, are these people telling me what they need to tell me, or what they want to tell me? And I think a lot of people are going to realize that, and a lot of people are going to say, well, if we're doing so much to cover up that our racial differences, maybe those differences are a lot more defined than I was told. And what you're going to do is you're going to create racists, and even then, and even then, not to mention what is going to happen to minority communities, because they're going to see even they're going to see even more so. This is what happened in the past. This is what's happening to this day. Everything is founded on the idea of racism. There's no escape, and what that does is that creates the nihilism, the, the no escape concept, that nothing is meaningful because of the way I am. And that's going to create a sad, lonely, pathetic generation of people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, that's totalitarian. They love to prey on those lonely types of people. Um, 
And, and to all my listeners out there, I want you to understand something. You know, I believe Anthony and his, just his beautiful articulation of the culture is representative of a massive movement of young people that are carrying these values and under, have this type of insight, but they don't have a voice and they don't have a platform for that. So if you're out there and you, you're like me, maybe you're a pastor, a church leader, and you have a platform as small or big as it is. Find people like Anthony and like people like him with conservative values because they have a insight into all this that we don't have because they're living it right now. So, Anthony, I want to ask you just two more questions. Number one is we're coming up on a very big election here in 2022. We got a generation of young people just like yourselves who are learning to vote for the first time. It's key that we, that we as conservatives win back the House. So what would you say to young people that are trying to form their, their, like, their voting stances, and they're just unsure? So actually, I have a twofold answer to this question, one for young people and one for the older generation. Uh, number one is for young people, we have to quit serving their interests, what they want us to do, what they want us to be. So that means for all you older people, just sort of ignore all of this part. You're probably not going to know what this means. Uh, no simping, absolutely none. Cut it off now completely end it, especially for liberal women, break her heart, all right? Honest. Uh, stop pornography. There's mountains and mountains of evidence on how awful pornography is for your brain. Uh, Gary Wilson, unfortunately, recently just passed away, but he wrote a book uh, called Your Brain on Porn, and he has a website about it. Quit porn now. It's making you subservient. It's making you do everything they want you to do, and it's making you sad. It's making you lonely. It's making you miserable. Is there a reason you haven't enjoyed video games since you were 12? That's probably why. And finally, hit the gym, guys. <laughs> hit those reps. Get strong. Look good, ultimately, because we want to be reproducing, obviously, for the next generation. Lay the foundation. People said it was going to be our generation who made the decision. I don't think so. I think that they've already won our generation. So we need to prepare and instill these values into the next generation and overcome them. Bonus question here. Anthony, you know, um, there's going to be a, a generation coming in the next five years that's going to be born from people like you who are young and you're getting married. What, what, what would you, if, if they're listening back that on this 15 years from now, what message would you give them about what's going on in the world now and maybe foreseeing a little bit about where this could go hopefully could go, um, what, what message would you give to the, the, I don't know what the generation is going to be called, but what message would you give to those people? To my potential future children. Hi, kids. Uh, everything I just said about my generation applies to you, potentially to an even greater extent, assuming we've raised you as miserably as we've been acting. In that case, do what I said, even greater, bring people in. They're hungry. They're looking for love. They're lonely. Bring them together. Get them this idea that maybe there's a way out of this. Maybe there's hope. Maybe there's something to go off of. And so that leads to the second part of my question, to the original question. Uh, for the older generation, what we need to do is, this is going to be hard. A lot of you are going to, this is not going to be popular of an opinion. But it's time we need to forget about Ronald Reagan. We need to stop talking about socialism. Those are the two things. 
the, that's the trap. That's the booby trap. They, had you on, they have you on a carrot on a stick, and you're fighting its symptoms. What you're doing is fighting symptoms when you need to be fighting a disease. The disease is the, is the weakness of our families, the weakness of our men, the weakness of our women. And what we need to do is we need to strengthen that. So stop talking about Ronald Reagan for like 20 minutes and think about today. Socialism is not, a th- is not the biggest threat. The biggest threat is when your children and their children's children become everything you hate looking at in the streets of Seattle. And you heard it here, folks, at the Courageous Truth Podcast. And young people like Anthony with a voice and insight, like I said before, they need their own platform. So I want you to get, if, if you're local and you know him, message him. Make sure he opens up his own platform, his own podcast, to start getting this message out to his generation because I think he, God has given him a voice. Uh, let me just ask you this for fun. Trump 2020, what do you think? 2020? 2024. Sorry. 2024, okay. Or you could go into that too if you wanted to. I, I don't think we really lost 2020, but we need to start acting like we did. Because if we don't act like we did, we're going to lose again. That's the ultimate problem. As for 2024, there's talks of it happening. And I think, that, I think this podcast kind of showed where I'm going to vote. <laughs> so <laughs> do I even need to say it at this yeah. point? Anyways. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I, I'm, I'm inspired right now so much because I've known Anthony since he was about 10 years old and he was just a little kid running around. But to see him grow up into someone with insight and fortitude and just really an attack-ready spirit to go after the culture and go after the world, and you can't do that without the Spirit of God. And I think I heard that resounding through everything he said today. So I'd love to have Anthony back sometime. I appreciate his time. Look him up on Facebook, Instagram. I'm sure you can find him actually Anyway, so, but this has been a lot of fun really to have you here. We are using one microphone. So if you hear a little squeak or this or that, uh, it's fine. Uh, And I've had horrible allergies. So if you hear me coughing up a lung in the background, you know, that's just the allergies. But anyway, thank you for tuning into the Courageous Truth Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this platform, and I will see you next week. Make sure you take a courageous stand for the truth. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. My hope and prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your families, for your communities, for your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stance for truth in a world that has completely abandoned it. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Remember, I am your host, Eric Lundberg. Truth requires courage.